silver is the easiest call for an investment that I have ever seen, period. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Today, we will discuss the coronavirus, the stock market, and what lies ahead for gold and silver. Joining us for a conversation is Bob Moriarty, the world-renowned best-selling author and founder of the websites 321gold and 321energy.com. Mr. Moriarty, welcome to the show, sir. I'm Maurice. It's good to talk to you. <laughs> Always a pleasure, sir. You know, I was revisiting our last interview entitled he nailed it, where you discuss virtually all that's come to fruition in the last 60 days. And I have to give credit where credit is due, sir. You absolutely nailed it, which is precisely why we're delighted to have you on the show today. Bob, let's begin with a phrase that you've cautioned readers about when a financial guru states, this time it's different. As we look at the world today, is it different this time? Absolutely. Bob, in what regards is it different? We have the stock market hitting new highs, and we have 30 or 40 million Americans out of work. And if that isn't different, I don't know what is. You know, beginning with COVID-19, uh, what has your attention regarding the virus that many people may be overlooking and need to really consider? Everybody's lying. Everybody's got an agenda. You're not being told the truth by anybody. And there are some fairly simple questions that anyone can ask, and, and they can come up with conclusions for themselves. That's one of the points that I try to make in my books, is to teach people how to think for themselves. So, so I'm going uh, to put it to you. Do you believe the United States reporting the number of deaths in the United States. Can you believe that's accurate information? Too high or too low? I believe it's, I don't believe it's accurate information. I believe that may be tying that uh, other deaths into that number. So I okay. believe maybe that the numbers probably would be lower. Okay. So let me ask another question that'll make it a lot clearer. The population of the United States is 4% of the world's population. If the numbers that are being reported are accurate, is there any way the United States could represent 33% of the cases? That doesn't seem logical to me, no. No, absolutely not. Couldn't possibly happen. Uh, here's what's happened, happening. Even Dr. Bix admitted this was true. You can die with the coronavirus, or you can die of the coronavirus. If you die with the coronavirus, and it's written down as pneumonia, the hospital gets $13,000. If you die of the coronavirus, then obviously we've cured your pneumonia, but you just happen to die of the virus, the hospital gets $39,000. They have a financial incentive 
to over-report the numbers. The CDC came out with some statistics showing the difference between dying of the virus and dying with the virus, and the numbers are overstated by about 500%. That's truly a shame that you receive some type of financial incentive in that regard. When you hear of normalcy, do you foresee us being able to return to a pre-COVID-19 way of life, or is this the new normal? No, we, we will be able to return it, return to uh, a, a pre-COVID-19. When do you foresee that coming? Ten years. Ten years? Yeah. Let me give you a number, okay? And I always try to justify my opinion with facts. The stock market hit high in September 1929. I'm sure you're aware of that. When did it get back to the same number that it was in September of 1929? How long did it take? The 60s, or am I completely wrong here? It, you were pretty close. It was 1954. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so there, there's two issues that we should be talking about. Now, you're addressing the COVID-19 issue or the coronavirus issue. The depression is far more important, okay? The depression that you and I were talking about a year ago that I said was going to start in October, and we talked about in January, and I reiterated that we were going to go into a depression and everybody was going to get hurt. It's here, okay? If we come out of it inside of 15 years, it will be pretty remarkable, you know, you and I had a discussion prior to this interview, and you inquired about uh, my background on classical education, which I didn't have any, <laughs> to my amazement, based off of uh, our discussion. And you referenced someone named Cassandra. Can you fill us in on that? Okay, well, you have to go back to the Iliad and the Odyssey, Greek mythology. Cassandra was the daughter of King Pyram, okay? She was gifted with the ability to predict the future. However, she was cursed in that nobody believed her. And, and strange enough, and you and I were talking about this, I make a lot of predictions that people think I'm crazy. And a lot more of them come true than people want to admit. But I'm looking at uh, consensus, and when everybody says the stock market's going to go up, I know that it's going to go down, and when everybody says gold is going to go down, I know that it's going to go up. I, I pay great attention to measures of psychology and consensus, and if you do that, uh, you'll be right a lot of the time. Speaking of psychology, I have a chart before us from Google Trends that my son Braden and I were reviewing, and we noticed that when we put in the search term COVID-19, it spiked to 100 in March, and it has fallen off dramatically. Now, although he's nine, he drew a conclusion that people were getting relaxed. There was a, a greater potential, in his view, for more infections. Now, I hope we're incorrect. Uh, sir, you're a big advocate of using Google Trends. What does this chart indicate to Bob Moriarty? People are bored. And if they're bored, what kind of situation does that really create for us? Well, we don't really know, okay? And, and your son is absolutely correct that having a recurrence of the virus is certainly a possibility. 
But uh, there, there are three issues that we need to think about. One issue being how dangerous is the virus. The secondary issue of how dangerous is the depression that we're in. And a third issue that quite bluntly I missed, okay, absolutely missed, being locked up, okay, being tied down, uh, being quarantined for a period of time. You eventually get to a point you start going stir crazy, mm-hmm. and, and you can absolutely see it. There has been a lot of social unrest in the last month, and quite bluntly, it's because everybody's bored, silly, being at home, and uh, they want to do something else. So it, it's certainly possible that there's a reoccurrence of the virus. My, my big problem with the virus is, you know, it, it, it's been going on for five months. We still don't know how deadly it is. We don't know what the cures are for it. Uh, everybody has, they've got all these agendas. Mm-hmm. you have any idea what the average age of the people in Italy who died was? I'm going to assume, not knowing that number, in the 60s? 79.5. I mean, there's a number of factors that go into that number of, of mortality. When, when, when you're 79 half years old, don't go to the store and buy green bananas. <laughs> that might be a good way to put it. <laughs> well, let's discuss the stock market. The Dow hit an air pocket in March and it descended fast. And last month, it's been trying to climb again. Is this the right time for investors to get back into general equities? Uh, 15 years from now. Anybody who invests in the general stock market in the next 15 years is begging to give their money away. There's only one safe haven. And we'll get to that here shortly. So let me ask you this, coincidentally. If general equities are not the place to be, how about the contrarian sector of the stock market, resource stocks? And in particular, junior mining companies. uh, Is this a place where someone should have some exposure? Yes. Speaking of the junior mining companies, are there any that have your attention at the moment, and why? Yeah, a whole bunch of them. Uh, First of all, commodities in general are the lowest price they've been in 50 years relative to the stock market. So commodities, all of them, uh, soybeans, wheat, corn, copper, lead, zinc, uh, gold, silver, platinum, palladium, uh, everything is cheap in relative terms, and even in the depression, you still need commodities. Um, but the, the real key is for, for the, for the uh, mining stocks, it is such a small door that when people try to fit through it, it's going to get very crowded. So uh, overall, I, I, I like uh, the market. Uh, you you had mentioned some some stocks. Tell me which one you'd like me to cover. Oh, certainly. Let's begin with uh, Lion One Metals. Okay, Lion One has uh, is a junior <clears throat> that has the hundred percent ownership of the only alkaline deposit in the entire world owned by a junior. It's on the Ring of Fire. It's in Fiji. I think it's 20 kilometers away from a mine that's produced uh, 7 million ounces of gold. 
They are drilling. Uh, Australia has actually been very busy, and it, it takes like three months to get assays back from Australia. But they've got a number of holes that are in for assay. Um, it's going to be a home run, stocks cheap, and I think people will do very, very well owning line one. Uh, if gold and silver do what Lawrence Lepard and I agree, the production stories and pre-production stories are going to be uh, the best investments you could make. Now, I, I've talked in the past about stocks that have tenfold potential. Um, Lepard and I both believe the gold and silver are going to go into hyperinflation. So there are a lot of stocks that you could be buying now that have hundredfold potential. How about Hannon Metals? Okay, Hannon Metals is down in Peru. They have a let me let me let me think if I can come up with the right term. They've got an unusual form of silver copper sedimentary deposit. Some of the biggest copper mines in the world are in Germany and Poland. And the the northern area of Peru and southern area of Ecuador have deposits similar to this. I I I think it's going to be a giant district. I mean literally hundreds of kilometers. And uh, Hannon is is very cheap. Uh, I think they're twenty twenty cents a share. I they did they a flight fourteen. Uh, they've got a fourteen million dollar market cap. Canadian uh, Quentin Henney, who is my best friend, is an advisor to the company. I own shares. I, I think it's a great company. I think it will do very well. Speaking of Dr. Henney, he's also affiliated with Line One Metals, the aforementioned company. And speaking of his companies, how about Novo and Irving? Uh, they're they're moving right along. Uh, Quentin has been very quiet about Novo. Uh, we know that he's trying to do a deal on the Millennium Mill. Millennium was very poorly run, very poorly managed. I wrote about that years ago and said so. Uh, they went into bankruptcy. Their main creditor has taken control of the mill. It costs them $30,000 a day to, to keep the electricity turned on. So I, I think there's a lot of incentive for the creditor to do a deal with Novo. And it, it turned Novo into a producer literally immediately. Irving is drilling. They're back drilling at the mine. Uh, they've set off core. Uh, it, it's going to Canada now, and I, I think it's going to be another home run. You know, we were just in Peru. Let's go to Nicaragua. How about Caliber Mining? Uh, Caliber is in production. They picked up uh, two or three mines mm -hmm. from B2. B2 started there 
really good management. They expand it. They've got some big mines in in the Far East in Africa, so they didn't need their Nicaragua assets. So they went to the the second best company in Nicaragua and did a deal with them with Caliber. And Caliber's in production, and they're absolutely going to get enormous benefit from the price of oil going down by two-thirds. One more. How about GSP Resources? That's a really interesting stock. I, I own some. I participated in a placement in their advertisers. When I looked at it, I, I couldn't quite believe the numbers. Uh, they are right next to, and I mean next to, the Highland Valley Copper Mine in Central BC. And Highland Valley is drilling towards their project. And they have the same kind of geochemical uh, signatures that the Highland Valley has. So I believe that Highland Valley will eventually do a deal with them. But uh, they've only got 12 million shares outstanding, and they've got a market cap of $2 million. And in Vancouver, if you've got a secretary and a three-line phone, you should be worth $5 million. <laughs> All right. Sticking with investment opportunities, let's discuss physical precious metals. Are you surprised that the metals response, what it's been basically in the last 60 days? No, no. I mean, I've been saying the same thing for years. I mean, why would I be surprised? This is what I said was going to happen. Well, I think a lot of investors were looking at, uh, with all the printing and devaluation of the currency, the immediate response was silver should jump, gold should jump. And gold has actually made a little move, but uh, silver has kind of remained stagnant. So talk to us about, well, what are your thoughts on which metals have your attention at least and why right now? Uh, in 5,000 years... <clears throat> the highest the gold-silver ratio ever got to was 101 ounces of silver to buy one ounce of gold. In the middle of March, it went up to 131 to 1. Silver is the easiest call for an investment that I have ever seen, period. I don't give a gold goes up. I don't give a gold stays sideways. And I don't give a gold goes down, silver is going to gain value substantially against gold. Uh, it, it literally is the best time in 5,000 years to be buying silver. And I'm not, uh, silver bugs are nuts. I mean, they're crazy nuts. Uh, they, they just, you know, they worship silver. Uh, gold and silver are not something to be worshipped. Uh, they represent real value, and, and I believe it will go back to a gold and silver standard, but there's nothing you need to worship about it. Uh, but as an investment, silver is a good deal. There's another metal that you and I like, and it's platinum. What are your thoughts on platinum right now? Same thing with platinum, but it's not as extreme. Uh, platinum's in the same position today, that rhodium was in three or four years ago. Everybody hates it. Nobody wants it. I'm going to eat a worm. <laughs> and just for just for uh, some giggles here, rhodium, as you referenced three years ago, was around 900 an ounce. 
And as a board, no, no, it was, was eight seventy. Six hundred. Was it six hundred? Yep. My apologies. And as of March, it reached up to thirteen thousand. Uh, yep. Look at those numbers. I, and again, I don't know of any. When I look at online peers, I still don't hear them referencing the move that Rodium has made. It's just uh, it's remarkable. This is that this is that classical education Cassandra call. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example here. Uh, in closing, sir, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? Uh, strange enough, what kept me up last night was the power went out. And I, I couldn't sleep without some lights on. Well, you would think you'd want it dark. Okay, but you needed some lights. Everyone's different. <laughs> okay. when, when the lights go out in this little town, it is really, really dark. I can imagine. All right, last question, and that is, what did I forget to ask? I, I I think you pretty much covered it. Bob, for someone listening that wants to get more information about your books and your work, please share the website addresses. Uh, 321 Gold, 321 Energy, and if they go to Amazon and put in Robert Moriarty, I, I, I've published a number of books. I'm working on another one right now. And one of them, a basic investing in resource stocks, is, is perfectly timed. If you do not own some resource stocks right now, you understand neither economics nor history. And I stole that line. Before you make your next bullion purchase, make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, where we provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery, offshore depositories, and precious metal IRAs. Call me directly at 855-505-1900, or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Finally, please subscribe to Proven Improbable, where we provide mining insights and bullion sales. Subscription is free. Bob Moriarty of 321 Gold and 321 Energy, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Super. It's been a real pleasure, Maurice. All the best to you, sir. The information presented on Proven Improbable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.